guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets it. We see if they still hold up. Tonight, we are stranded on a deserted island, and only one of us can live, because we're talking about the Battle Royale. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turning into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Shout out. That's right. So stay tuned for that. Also, when you're <laughs> done with that, head over to cultfilmandreview.com for all your cult film and review needs, like picking up a t-shirt or checking out some of those wacky rating boxes that Chris makes. Wacky! Or checking out some episodes. Then done with that, head over to YouTube. Check out our YouTube page. You can always check our live streams at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time with one of us or all of us. We're not really sure yet. We're working on it. Some of us. Some of us. Is that your way of getting out of this? Some of us. (laughs) I'll be there. Okay. I'll be there. I'm excited about doing a group thing, so I'll be there. (laughs) Group. Join us for the group thing. Can we call it the group thing? Presents a group thing. thing. Guys, you're not going to want to miss the group thing. It's going to be. Goddamn. Have you guys ever seen the movie Society? (laughs) It's going to be like that. It's going to be totally like that. And then uh, join us on September 3rd. For the burning Guys, new thing on this one I want to stress this 8pm start time 8pm start time We've actually never stated the start time ever before I know, but this is a new start time (laughs) It is a new start time But it's not new to anyone else Because they never knew the original start time Well, if we didn't tell them What if they were like They they would just show up at 10 Because they're like, well on other episodes I just thought it was implied Maybe they would go back to the past episodes And be like, huh did they say the time before? No, never. <laughs> never once. 8 p.m., though. So make sure that you guys show up for that one. Going to be a good time. Jason Alexander's in that movie. Come out and see it. That's the selling point. That is the selling Does point. Did you say what the movie is? The Burning. Okay. <laughs> September 13th. You're going to want to be there. Come out. Good time. Then get tickets where, Chris? Thefilmbarphx.com. That's right. All right, I'm I'm fired up tonight, guys. You sound fired up, but tell. you also sound like like concerned. Ready for the battle? All yeah. right, but before we talk about the battle, <laughs> as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going, Chris Willenbrook? Hey, what's up, Michael <laughs> <laughs> to Hello, everybody. <laughs> I will be no part of this. Uh, hey, right. <laughs> That's the one I'm going to use. <laughs> okay. Tonight we are talking about Battle Royale. It was directed by, uh, help me out with this one, Kyle, because I'm going to screw uh, it up. It's Kenji Fukasaku. Kenji Fukasaku? This is going to happen yeah. all night. Yep. <laughs> Came out in 2000, had a budget of $4.5 made $30 million worldwide, had a, a rating of, I think, R15 is what they call it. Is that, yeah, I believe it's the equivalent of R. Yeah, and it currently sits at an eighty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This was Kyle's pick. It was Kyle. Why'd you pick Battle Royale? So we started the show four years ago. That's about and right. From day one, this was one of my picks, and I've wanted to pick this movie over and over again. And I don't know why it just hasn't happened yet. We've, but I was thinking about so. Spoiler alert! In oh, about in about <laughs> comes the story. I really I really wanted to cover um, a movie that this director did in 1973 called um, Battles Without Honor and Humanity, which is a Yakuza film. Um, but this is the last film that last full feature film that he was able to complete because he passed away sadly during the filming of the sequel to this film. So I thought it'd be fun to watch this one. A, it's a huge cult film. Um, there's a lot of like weird controversy about it and its release to it being being released in the United States and among other countries. And um, I thought it'd be fun to watch this and then go back and watch the movie that like he really like was catapulted to like I feel like cult film stardom with. So in a couple of weeks we'll probably do that one. But there yeah. you go. So ooh, a sequel cliffhanger. 
cliffhanger episode. A little cliffhanger episode right here. Kyle's cliffhangers. Oh, wow. New podcast this Wednesday. Kyle's cliffhangers. It's an entire podcast of him never getting to the point. Tune in next week and I'll answer your questions I'll let you know what I think about that. Maybe. next day. Ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Never addresses it again. (laughs) What about you, Chris? Have you seen Battle Royale before? I definitely have, yeah. When I was in high school, this was one of those movies I feel like that was kind of passed around or recommended as like, you gotta see this crazy movie um, or this, you know, over-the-top gory film. And so friends of mine had gotten a hold of it and I've seen it probably twice before this watching. Two-timer for Chris? What about you, Mike? This is the first time I've ever gone through this movie. Wow. Um, Not that I'm, and I don't want to suggest that I'm like, it was so boring or I didn't like it or anything like that. There's this like weird fate that I had with this movie that every time I tried to watch it, like an emergency would happen, like another one of these 15 minutes into it, and I'd have to leave, and then I would never come back to it. And then I'd try it again, and it'd be like, hey, we need you down here right now. Your brother is stuck at a bus station. (laughs) Bad luck keeps interfering. Yeah. And that happened to me a lot. Um, I'm glad that it didn't happen this time. I thought it was like cursed or something for a second. I feel like this for me, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but it's a lot. Really? Yeah, I've seen this movie a lot. That's interesting. Like, I, I'm glad Chris brought up like it being traded around. So the um little little backstory, this movie wasn't released in America due to a number of weird reasons that the production company was worried about uh, legal issues. But um so it was hard to find this movie. And I don't know if you guys remember, do you guys remember LimeWire? Yes. Yeah. yes. LimeWire, the uh, trading, the little peer-to-peer yeah. trading. Mile, yeah. yeah. Um, I, that's, so the way that I finally saw this movie is I pulled, I found it on LimeWire, and I started downloading it. And this is back when my parents did not pay for cable, so this was over dial-up. So three days later. <laughs> oh, a family of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> three, days, three days later, I sat down and watched it, and like the buildup was worth it, I feel like, because I was like super blown away. And... I guess I should have covered this about why I picked it. Um, since like, you couldn't find this film, I actually went to Barnes & Noble and bought the book and just read the book. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just live mm-hmm. through my imagination until I can finally see this film. Um, but the copy I saw was all fucking dark and weird, and it was clearly a shitty rip. Yeah, I don't know when I got... I feel like I was in high school when I saw this, too, and I feel like I saw it like several times in high school. I don't know how I got a hold of it. I don't remember how I got a hold of it, but I feel like it was a DVD. Yeah. I, I, I remember was. being like... 2001 or something like and in New York and some kid being like I have a copy of this and me not knowing what the film was at all and just being like okay cool I guess I don't know what that means and he's like no 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 this like film is like banned you can't find it here or some yeah. shit yeah. like what what was the reason behind it um so yeah it was never actually banned it was um the essentially what happened was Columbine happened right and American um like legal counsel for uh, Toei Studios, told them, like, look, this type of thing is going to do poorly with test audiences right okay. now. Just going to do terribly. And here's the point that I feel like, I, I, if I remember correctly, I read that one some one, some lawyer or advisor said that, like, you could potentially be, like, put in jail for, like, indecency because of this film. Uh-huh. So they were... What what the studio did was um, they didn't get enter into a lot of conversations about distributing this, and when they did, they put in a lot of really insane like like stipulations. Okay. So no no U.S. distribution company would fucking touch it. Yeah. And it was by their by what they wanted. They did not want it to come out in here because they were worried about legal backlash and shit. Got it. Nobody wanted to take that risk. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until <laughs> 2010 when Anchor Bay picked it up for a DVD release. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now this thing is like a fucking culture juggernaut. Like seriously, it's insane. Think about it. Like Battle Royale is now a fucking game mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, dude. And and like a game like a game style. It's insane. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's it, like this movie culturally is like, come on, uh, fucking Hunger Games. Let's talk about yeah, that real yeah. quick. I mean, Let's that's, get that that's, out that's here. the film that it's always been like I remember and this is since this is my first time actually watching the full thing. I mean, I'd always heard about it, but only during the Hunger Games thing, like where the yeah. movie came out and people coming up to me like, oh, it's just copying off a of battle royale. I at the time I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. But I, y- you got to say that like the comparisons are pretty, it's pretty, pretty clear. Pretty fucking, <laughs> yep. It's yeah. Essentially, the plot of both. This was based yeah. on a book, right? Well, so, so is Hunger Games. Hunger yeah. Games oh, based right. on a book I'm series. I'm curious which one 
Uh, the book came out in 1999. Oh. Well, the book was written in 96, but came out in 99 for yeah. Battle Royale. Yeah. Battle Royale okay. came out Yeah, and first. Hunger Games okay. came out way later, later right? No, no, the it was book? close. It was, well, actually, yeah, I think the book started coming out probably around 2000. The first book came okay. out around 2000. Okay. And the movies, I think, came out around 2010. Got it. Um, which, actually, I think we could probably thank Hunger Games because I think because it's a similar concept, something like Battle Royale suddenly looked very like... Oh, yeah, this thing like, popped up on... I remember this popping up on Netflix. Yeah. And so, me being like, oh, this is finally my chance to watch this film. And right. like, and that's the first time I watched it in like a good version that yeah. wasn't like dark and shit. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's kind of an interesting history on the... And the book is... Uh, the book to movie like forum is pretty close really? honestly like the the thing that you get with the book is the book dives a lot more into like the characters backstories and that backstory kind of tells you why they go the direction they do when they get to the island in terms of personality so yeah Cody you look really confused no I was just reading here that the Hunger Games actually came out in 2008 the books did mm. okay the first book was 2008 Catching Fire was 2009 and oh, okay. Mockingjay 2010 so yeah. well after well after well after yeah I mean, we can get into a and I would say like this argument mo- about or debate about this. It's not worth it. We know there's an influence. Oh, obviously. there's definitely <laughs> an influence. There's 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 definitely similarities for sure. But like, I don't know. I heard a good argument actually recently, specifically about this because somebody brought up the argument of like, well, look at um, Avatar and Dances with Wolves, Fern Gully. Fern Gully as well, those three. <laughs> Somebody, uh, it was it was some podcast or YouTube show, and they were like, I'm going to describe a movie to you, and he describes it, and it's like, well, that's either Fern Gully, Dances with Wolves, or Avatar. Yeah. And then, but when you look at Battle Royale and Hunger Games, there's uh, similar themes, but the plots both take completely different directions in the yeah. setup. So it's like, I don't know, I'm on the fence. The government, the government pits kids against each other. Yeah. It's pretty similar, man. <laughs> On the, an island. I think, the, I think the author said she, she had never zones. read this book or whatever, heard of this before she wrote it. So I mean, it's possible. It's possible, yeah. Uh, what yeah. did I hear today? I heard this today, okay? Here it comes. A little fact. When Dennis the Menace was created, <laughs> I already like there was going. another character overseas in the UK called Dennis the Menace that came out at the same year, and neither one of the authors knew each other or had any, any idea who they were. Yeah. Like, and yet, it was the exact same comic strip. Like, some kid named Dennis walking around the neighborhood, like, causing trouble. Well, didn't didn't the director of this film say he wanted to direct this film because, it, like, because of him working in the munitions uh, during World War II? And they got like bombed or some shit like that, and the kids had to pile on top of each other, and the ones that survived had to like dispose of the bodies. So I don't know, but this is fucking dark as shit. It's dark as shit. I've not heard that before, but I'm we were sure. kind of having a little fun. I'm pretty sure you told that story. <laughs> we're having a great time. Yeah, I, I, I have not yeah, re- heard that, that before. Stated that he directed the, this is on this is on Wikipedia. He said, uh, "Take it he, how you will." He stated that he decided to direct this film because the novel. Uh, it was adapted from reminded him of his time as a 15 year old munitions factory worker during World War II. At that time, his class was made to work in the munitions factory. In July of 1945, the factory came under artillery fire. The children could not escape, so they dived under each other for cover. The surviving members of the class had to dispose of the corpses. At that point, the director realized Jesus. that the Japanese government was lying about World War II, and he developed a burning hatred of adults in general that he maintained for a long time wow, afterwards. That is insane. That's fucking crazy, right there. I mean, that but when you is- read that or hear that, you can see it. Yeah, physically, like and yeah. emotionally, in this film. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like one thing I will say is I've seen this movie a lot. I feel like this watch for me was the first time I watched it. Yeah, if that makes sense. I actually, oh, yeah. I, I had the same, I had the same experience on this watch because before it was always this. You watch. It's funny these movies that are like hard to find or they're coveted or they're whispered about and shit and rumored about. You like watch those movies just for the fear, for for the sheer. Um, a badge that comes with it. Yeah, like, just yeah, to see, just to I've see what I've seen this shit. Yeah, I know what's goes what goes on. And then you know, when, uh, me, I was like way into like gore and, and yep, like, special effects here. as a kid. I was just like, I want to see all the blood. That's and this watch through, and I'm like watching, and I'm like, there's like some psychological shit going on in this movie. Yeah, actually, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. I have the same. I have the same feeling. We should probably get some. <laughs> you know what? We should probably get. <laughs> 
to what this movie's about with yeah. plots. With Mike. So you like you guys know the hugger? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like that movie. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. No, God that's damn it. great. You um, could just end it there. <laughs> no, so uh, it's this school of kids. They're uh, on their way to a field trip. Yeah, their whole bus gets like kidnapped. They take the whole class, and they take them to this secret facility on this solitary island. And it's all based on this teacher from a few years ago that was at their school. His name is Katano. And they've passed something called, what is it, the Battle Royale? Act. Act? Yeah. Yeah. So the Battle Royale Act, where these kids have to get on this island and basically go in an all-out death match, and the last one standing gets to go home. Yeah. And they have all these mechanisms in place so that you can't like just camp out and shit. Um, like they have a way to keep the game going that like they kind of influence the kids to really kind of be able to attack each other. And then like what obviously results is like there's this weird like fucking mirror into humanity that no one wants to acknowledge, I think. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. Like a lot of these kids are like gripping with the idea, like, can I kill my friends? Dude. And some are like really good at like, yeah, I'm gonna kill some fucking friends right now. <laughs> friends? What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's such great storytelling in so many little segments. It's amazing in this movie. Yeah. Sure, yeah. like just pure human fucking emotions. It's fantastic. With that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Battle Royale. Talking about Battle Royale came out in 2000. I, f- I swear I saw it before 2010. That would be oh, yeah, before yeah, 2010, sure. high yeah, school. Then you would have saw it probably yeah. around high school. I had to have, yeah, had to have. And this movie, yeah, at the first is what I was as I was saying, this is I feel like this was the, the best watch of a, I've had of this movie since I've started watching this movie mm. because before I've always watched it for more or less the entertainment value of the creative deaths and, and like the gore and stuff like that. Like that's always, again, when you said that I was like, yeah, perfectly of what I've watched this watch around watching the characters reactions and the acting and like the emotion that goes into this movie. Like, man, it had to be fucking draining to work on this thing. Dude. And they all seem, and I'm pretty sure they're all like, um, the actors are all in that age group. It wasn't like a bunch of eighteen year olds playing a bunch of thirteen year olds. They're supposed they're to be fourteen yeah, year like olds, junior high. Yeah, they're like they're like fourteen, fifteen is around the age. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's some pretty solid performances out of that of all these 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 actors, and I noticed it this time around. Says they did six thousand auditions, so they really narrowed Holy it down shit. to the best. Well, <laughs> six thousand auditions. I mean, you got to think. How this... the fuck did this film ever get filmed? Yeah, like, how, how many people do you have to go through? Six thousand. No, I know, I know. But like, how long? How, I'm sorry. How long can you look at somebody? I mean, how many people? Six thousand. Right, I know. Six thousand. But how many? Six thousand. You guys are throwing math at me. I'm not getting it. What I'm asking you is, how many people? Okay, then they narrowed it to 800, and then picked 42 out of that. Dude, isn't that crazy? A cast of 42 is huge. Yeah, and they do like this movie does a really. What I want to praise this movie for a lot is is doing such a great job of taking those characters and then giving them these little side stories, just enough for you to care mm-hmm. about each one of them. Well, what I loved it... Okay, so this is my thought when we first got into the room in the beginning where mm-hmm. they encounter um, their their ex-teacher who is now ready to send them out to battle. Um, I was like, God damn, they're going to go through 42 of these right now. And then I was like, whoa, actually, no, they did it really well in a way that it didn't yeah. feel like it dragged on. This or, movie never stops from when they get out of that yeah. classroom. What's, the pace felt right. The thing is, like, uh, the th- and I noticed it really this time through, is that um, they do a good job of peppering in, like, little tiny bits of strange humor. Yes. Like, mm, odd, totally. odd, like odd on, humor you're not expecting to have happen. And like even talking about the bag scene, like you have the it's the fifth, fourth or fifth kid, and he like misses the bag, he doesn't catch it, slips, and he slips and falls, and it's like this weird thing. But you can see this like it's like a dark humor moment because it's like it's funny, but he's also about to 
go to battle with all of these fucking classmates, and it's dark. The acting is, I would I would say some of the characters are big. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned that character, the very first guy who ends up, you know, getting called on. He's very like animated and big oh, yeah. too. But a lot of those characters are, I, I would say, filler in a sense. Like they do have their little stories, but. Yeah. They're they're kind of there just for the extra kills. You know what it felt like, but here's the thing, and I th- I think it's kind of what you're talking about a little bit too. Is this felt like a collection of like really small like, see like really small like shorts, like vignettes. yeah, like vignettes, yes, like vignettes exactly. exactly. Where like you know each little like kill was like a tail, and yeah. it told like a really brief like thing that got you attached to it. Mm-hmm. But you're right, it wasn't like part of the overall arcing story mm-hmm. it was like a bunch of little shorts inside of a bigger feature film yeah which in a book could be chapped different chapters mm-hmm. like focusing on these different characters well and- right you got your like because you got your two main characters that we're, we're gonna focus on in this movie which is uh what Na- Nahara. Nanahara. yep Nanahara and Nakagawa Na- Na- Nakagawa yes mm-hmm. And it's and it's those two, and that's who we're mostly going to follow for for most of the film. But then it branches off into different characters, and some of them are more memorable than others. Right, um, and forty others. Yeah, forty others. But some of them get bigger roles than others, and it's and it if it makes the two hours fly by. And then some of these vignettes are like beautifully told. Like my favorite one, and just just to kind of jump into it a little bit because it, well, I, with this movie, there's so much that happens, yeah. and we're probably going to be all over the place. But my favorite one is the I, I can't remember her name, but it's the jogger. Oh yes, yeah. 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 Her name is uh, um, Chigusa. Chigusa. Uh, yeah, it's, you're right. Uh, Chigusa. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, side note, that's Gogo from Kill Bill. Her, yes, her, her weapon was the switchblade. Yeah, Gogo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That um that that whole scene is is phenomenal where she's like jogging and the the guy's behind her and oh, keeping time it and was then shot well and so then, well and then mm-hmm. it just cuts and you like because you think she's having a flashback but you, then you yeah. realize she's jogging on the island and she's just either imagining this right. or yeah. like living in that and then the crazy guy who's always been in love with her there's a lot of that in this movie. A lot of young love. There's a lot of yeah. We haven't talked about it in a long time, but there's a lot of young love. We just did. Yeah, last week we did. There's a lot of it's been a long time. (laughs) Been a long time. Long week. Seven fucking days. There's There's a lot of unrequited love in this too. Yeah, a lot of just. But it's great. Anger, seething anger. But it's but but it's also good because it, 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 it it some of it is very realistic in the fact of like where it's like like this kid has this crush on this girl. She obviously doesn't have the same feeling for him. But then he goes fucking psycho and he's like, listen. I'm I'm gonna fucking he's like I'm gonna rape you and yeah. she's like fucking do it <laughs> I dare you yeah just fucking yeah. try it yeah mm-hmm. and he tries and she fucks him up I mean I audibly was just like oh <laughs> and she starts stabbing him in the dick yeah. oh my yeah. god I forgot about that scene Man, too so did I Jesus. and I was just like oh fuck but then her story is so good of her like getting chased down and like her getting fucked up yeah by, uh, uh, I think I, I felt that was by uh, Misiku or fuck, Misiku. yeah Misiku is the one that uh, shoots her shoots her yeah and then she gets that that scene at the end which I didn't really like, of her her death which I really didn't really understand again the jogger she's laying up against that that boy and he's she asked if he had a crush on her and he's or if she had a crush on, on someone that on wasn't someone, her someone yeah she got shot, right? That's why she's yes. dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. when she was running away, she got shot. Shot yeah. like the gut or something like that. Yeah, right. It took me a second to remember, like, how? why is she dying? But he basically says he doesn't have a crush on her. Well, she asked, do you, hey, do you love anyone? And he's like, yes. Is it me? No. Is yeah. what he says. Did anybody get... But uh, that's, a, uh, that's a lie. Why does he lie to her, then? What do you think that... Like, that's what I was thought, so too, and I was wondering... that, that. I was kind of piecing together, and I don't know how if there's any accuracy to this, but if you go back to the conversation she has with um, the guy with the crossbow and the conversation that the hackers have a little bit, um, they all kind of indicate that she's kind of the one that's pined after by, every, by all the boys. Like, they all hit on her, and they all want to be with her, and almost mm. like him being like, no, I'm not in love with you, is almost like a comforting thing to her gotcha and i think he kind of understood fucking that brilliant that's in brilliant. that moment that's better than what i thought it Dude, was i thought he, i thought he was coming out because i can see that <laughs> i thought he was gay really i thought that that's what they were implying that oh i didn't get that i didn't get that, didn't get that well, at all that, probably, wow now i want to rewatch the, it with that mindset well, no the, the only reason why I, I i was like but i don't understand who was he in love with then so his real crush is kills the him. one the one that he's in love with is the one that kills him. The runner Shoots is the him. one that he like 
you know, it's like he he helped her train and practice. And I Dude, think, I, gotta I think get, they, he was like almost enamored. So that, that guy is in love with another girl who that, shoots him at the who end. shoots him at the end. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, she, but he never he never saying, he never said that he was in love. So she was, that's that was her thing. She's like, you never said that's anything right. to me. God damn it! And he's like, because I because I love you, and that's. I think that I think so I think the fr- runner oh. took the comfort out of his knowing best that. Friend, yes, yes, yes. His best friend was was the runner. Yes. And the runner was in love with him, but right. he was he was in love with another girl. He was just friends. And she her. was getting and she was getting chased after by all the other guys, except mm-hmm. for the one she wanted and stuff. So yeah, there's God like, like goddamn brilliant. A whole web. <laughs> a whole web of love. But that's what, that was kind of my point, is there's such deep storytelling within this movie. Yeah. And like uh, on an emotional level, where you see these kids go, a lot of these kids, which I think was true for this age, especially this is kind of when you start discovering like the opposite sex. You, you, they're going through this heartbreak, and not only are they going through this heartbreak, I want to talk about one of the other main characters who I just don't understand. Yeah. Okay. And that's the fucking teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody I, else think that he um, was sexually involved with uh, what's her fuck? I did. I didn't. Well, I didn't think clearly, that. But not I, sexually. I didn't, I didn't but think he. Um, I, but headed that direction. Yeah, I kind of yeah. got the vibe that he was almost like a uh, plant for the government, and he was in that class. Dude, no, him and mm-hmm. his Never no. There's weird. That. There's weird. He has a weird relationship with Nakagawa. He does. Where he, he is emotionally attached to her, but she's not emotionally her. attached. Yeah, to I feel him. like he's in. Yes, but he's he's weirdly in love with her, and she has a weird dream about him. Right. But here's the thing: I don't understand if the, if Nakagawa and the teacher had some sort of weird like love for each other right either one of them like i don't understand why why would katano send her out into a like the death game he wanted well he definitely says at the end like he wanted her to win he wanted he her choose. to win for sure but but he couldn't what it comes yeah. down but he was still gonna kill him he was, but he was waiting to the end to kill the himself thi- the with thing, her. the thing we have to remember is the rules of the battle royale re- act and the rules state that they find essentially they find the worst group the the most the most disrespectful group of class and that is basically who kind of gets elected. They say it's at random in the book. I think that's not totally random. I can't remember. And it, well, but, and now they all just happen to be in the same class. Yeah. You want to know? You want to know how you? <laughs> well, I I was getting the impression nope. that the the teacher had a a say in that though, right? Like he got stabbed. Yeah. And he was like, no, this he got is the his fucking- ass cut. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they cut his ass. They, they cut, cut his ass. ass. Okay. They, they cut his That's ass. the worst thing you could do. <laughs> Anyways, he cut him in the ass. Literally, not an Literally. expression. Yeah. And uh, I, I was under the impression that he went to the government somehow and said, "You know what? Who a bunch of fucking assholes? These kids that stabbed me. Yeah, I now I walk so with too. a limp. They cut my ass. I think. I, I think how is so it too. so coincidental that he ends up with the same? He can't be the only but agent no, of right. this. No, no, no there's but there's no this. Way. There's this right? weird. There's this no because he has this weird hatred for kids. Has, and yeah, they stabbed him in no, the ass. It's uh, they make it deeper than that. Ass. They make it deeper than that when his deep. daughter calls him and then tells him how smelly his fucking breath is over the phone. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. he says he has a terrible relationship with his kid. You know, his marriage, but, and he's lonely, and he yeah. it, like that's that's that and that. Somewhere in there, there's that weird, weird uh, relationship with Nakagawa. I don't really necessarily see. I don't necessarily. Okay, so I'll say. You think it's his fantasy? It's yes. his, it's totally his fantasy. Yes. I feel like her dream and the the big takeaway for from her dream, regardless of how strange it was, was she says, "I had a dream about him and he was lonely." Yes, and that I think that's the big takeaway. I, I think I think we're trying to frame this character but, as this. I think it's an opportunity to give this character a little bit of humanity and make the audience start to actually kind of feel shitty for this guy because uh, he's kind work of for me work. that part and because I was like, what is this pedophile? Well, doing? because yeah. that that scene's immediately fo- oh. that scene's immediately followed up with his conversation with his daughter. Yeah. So it's oh, like it's trying to build on that. You guys were talking sexual. I was just talking about like just in no. This like, is definitely no, like, I a, feel like he oh, has like a crush. This is definitely like a crushy sexual yeah. kind See, of thing. I didn't thing. see it that way. I thought I it was did. like a father daughter thing. No. Oh, what? weird. No, it's not like not. a weird effect. I'm think, not I feel like a bunch of dead painting, kids around my the, angel the daughter. The painting shows that it's a weird infatuation of yeah. his part. He's infatuated. Well, with not her. only that. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Because I didn't know how to take this one either. Do you think that's like? Do you think him walking out there with the fucking umbrella in the middle of the rainstorm when? She's when she meets um, uh, Nanahara out out in the middle of nowhere when he's all injured, mm-hmm. and he hands her the umbrella. Do you think that actually happened? I questioned at, at a point if that really happened or not. I think that actually happened. 
Like, yeah. cause I was just like, where the fuck did he come from? Like, it's he, very, it's he, very, it's a very weird scene. Like, yeah. And I mean, uh, it, it does seem strange that he would go out there, but he's also not it, clearly all these kids are terrified of him. So I feel like he has no qualm about going out there and also going off of the infatuation thing. I almost feel like it's an endearing act where regardless of what happens to him, he wants to bring an umbrella to this girl. This is a strange scene. It's so fucking it's so visually weird. weird, but and he's like, "You look good," or something like that. He makes some weird comment. He, he makes like, a ton of weird comments yeah, throughout this a whole weird movie, comment, man. For sure. You, you guys having fun? I thought you would. Or you guys having fun? I love. I love. I love. Oh, I, I gotta say, I, I love, love his shit. character in the beginning when they're watching the video. Always, oh, and, he, oh, and he's yeah. like responding to the to the video. Is like, "Hey, happy, yay! <laughs> Everyone clap!" <laughs> it's that, like that video is where some humor. of that humor comes yeah. in for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 but then she gets real when he's like, "No whispering!" He throws a knife in a girl's head. Oh, wow, right in between the eyes. Yep. That would that's as an audience member first seeing this movie. That's when you know it's like, all right, they're what? they're not playing around. They're killing kids in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question: Do you have a favorite death, or maybe a favorite character, or favorite scene? Like, what's what stuck out to you the most? I have a favorite scene. That I I really yeah, why don't enjoy. You start. I'll start with it. My favorite scene is so it's after um, it's after they're in the clinic and the 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 one kid with the Uzi comes and like shoots up the clinic and then uh uh Nanahara um fires off the shoots shots and runs away and then ends up getting injured and they the the other kid finds him and takes him into the lighthouse right mm-hmm. and that whole scene the lighthouse scene the whole lighthouse yeah. scene dude is the best scene in this movie. Yeah. Hands down, watching those girls snap, yeah, in a fucking instant, yeah. where the one girl who did it is just cowering, like cowering in the corner, while the other ones go She's insane. Just watching all the shit she caused she happen, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you really watch her, like I actually forgot about this, but I for some reason was drawn to what she was doing, you know, and like the way she would react, timing to the other girls reacting in the scene. I was like, this is very like masterfully Dude, played put out. together. Yeah. How that yeah. whole scene yeah. is put together is amazing. It. it Again, it felt like something like that definitely like a, a Tarantino film would have in it. Mm-hmm. Like another kind of like thing that he probably does a lot in his films that maybe came from this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it that scene feels like you can see it's like a character driven meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like where all the girls and as they're arguing, you're seeing the individual traits come out. Where before they were just like introduced really to you as just like a group of girls that were suck kind, and then all of a sudden you're like, "That's a jealous one. This girl did this to her. Oh my yeah. god, this one doesn't like her for this reason." Yeah. Like, and you're seeing it all happen, and they're killing each other. And there's this girl, the only one they're not like going after, basically, yeah. is like the one that caused this yeah. whole fucking like, shit. Yeah. My favorite thing about it is is it how emotionally grounded it is in reality, but then like the action is somewhat just over the top with like how many bullets they're spraying into oh, yeah. each other. You know what I mean? So it's like this beautifully done scene of like emotionally you're watching these people crack pretty fucking realistically but the physical that goes with it is a little bit over the top which is just matched yeah. perfectly with it speaking exactly. of guns like i thought that that was funny because there's a scene where uh they're explaining the bags and he's just like some of you will have good weapons yeah, and no. some of you will have bad ones and i'm thinking them and some have guns that never run out of fucking bullets because yeah. <laughs> no that shit. fucking guy with the uzi like never he is just indiscriminately like shooting the into bag, the air. The, I feel like, like the bag he got was one Uzi and 800 mags yeah. of ammo. Yeah. Like, definitely. <laughs> He's just laying them out. Like, no one runs out of bullets in this. No, no one does. The thing I, I, I really love about, and and when I, when I read the book, it fucking, it had me, like, dying laughing, but the concept of non-weapon objects being in the bags and Nanahara gets a goddamn pot lid and he's like what the hell am I gonna do with this and then he actually uses it to defend himself later that was fucking hilarious (laughs) dude oh man we're talking about another great moment is when when they they roll down that hill and the axe ends up in that that kid's head and he's just like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and then flips over dead fucking awesome yeah there's like, there's a couple of those Great of scene. those deaths where it's like the death happens and they're like oh I'm, everything's fine and then just like slowly dies. I, if I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes and I think like best character kind of uh, driven scene is when um, is it uh, Mik- Mixiku the crazy chick the yes. crazy bitch Suko. with the scythe Mixiku Mixiku yeah um, when she her first kill which is. Um, Nanahara's girl's best friend. She's looking at all the photos hidden in the shack. Yes, that whole scene is just for some reason was just really 
it was just so full of tension yeah. and shit. And she's like, oh, you're looking at pictures? Oh, is this pictures? And she's like, no, no, you can't look at my pictures. And like they go back and forth about what weapon she has. And then like she fucking just slits her fucking throat open with that scythe. Was, I just thought it was so powerful well, and so that, like emotional. She turns into like a panther, like, per, like going after its prey. Yeah. And, like mm-hmm. jumping around that room and going after her mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, I'm like, okay. I was reading that they did do quite like six months of like training to do all the physical stunts and stuff in this movie. Nice. And it shows because it really, like you said, that tension is there and you know, they are doing some things that feel very uh, like acrobatic almost. The only thing they did wrong with her. Oh. The only thing they did wrong with her mm. is her little backstory that they give where her mom sells her to a pedophile and then we're supposed to think like she's this 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 born killer because she basically kills a pedophile by throwing him you, down the you stairs. Didn't, you didn't like her backstory? I thought that was fucking cool. I thought her backstory was perfect but, for like, her. It, 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 like, it showed it no, showed how she became like hard and I, like I emotionless. Think, but it didn't. But she's like, kind of evil. But it didn't make her evil. <laughs> like it made it made it more sympathy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. beforehand, I'm like, oh, she's the evil yeah, pretty right. girl. Exactly. Oh man, cool. And then that happened. And I was like, oh no. She was just like her See, mom was think, a, a fucking drug yeah, addict. Like, and I like, tried to sell her. That's like over. That's a thing though. Yeah. Like that because because that happened. You you understand why she is so detached. I feel like from humanity as a whole. I think that things like that show the humanity. Yes. That brings this film over just a blood fest with kids. Like it's not a gimmick. Yeah. Yes. Like it's not a gimmick anymore. Now it's like a dramatic. Like holy shit. Like oh that makes sense. And then you're looking at it and you're like, wow, I was really well done. It, it, it shows how damaged each of these kids are. That's, right. that's what I was going to say. It's like all these kids have been damaged by adults. Oh, and yeah. now adults are forcing them to kill I'm, each other and cross a we new threshold. We haven't gotten like Nanahara's like, thing with his dad dying with his pants down. I was going to make another Tarantino thing, but okay. <laughs> you mentioned I mean, pants down. i got to stop what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's like that scene in Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> when they're explaining uh, uh, Lucy Liu's character. Yeah, uh, her yeah. backstory, why she became a killer, mm-hmm. and then you find out it's the same kind of shit. She was like forced into prostitution or whatever. What was the story with her? Well, the story she was, was molested, the story right? was no, um, the story was that uh, a yakuza gang leader came and um, murdered her. Right, her father raped her mother. Yeah, and she got into child prostitution because he was a pedophile. Right, and that was her way of getting to him and getting access to him. And that just kind of set her mind into that kind so of So it's like, world. yeah, but that didn't make her any less of a fucking badass evil. Like, see, that's what I like about the villains in this film are like, I don't have to feel bad. They're all badass. Yeah. In a weird way. With the exception, the only one that we don't know anything about is the transfer student. All, still all we badass. know, all we know, and, and honestly, I think it's done very beautifully in this film, is all we know is. He's the only guy who volunteered, which makes him like yeah. Well, him is that much more evil than everyone else on the bloodthirsty. Oh yeah, he is the only one that volunteered. He's huh? the only one that volunteered to to join this shit. They needed to put that. I think they. It's good that they had that element in this of just a rogue dude who is literally just out there mowing down indiscriminately because all these kids are going through that mental turmoil mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't want to kill my friends. Some are like, I'm going to kill dude. my, fr- I don't care. I want to survive. And some just kill themselves, which a lot, actually, a lot of them just end up committing That's suicide. That's true. That's a yeah. good yeah. number of them just end up killing themselves. His best, his, but his best, I think his, my favorite kill of his is because it's so damaging and <laughs> and really good is when the girls are on the top of the north mountain and they're like trying to get everyone together because oh, yeah. they're like we'll figure this out we'll get out of this together you know and uh, nanahara is like yeah dude we'll do we'll, yeah let's go join them like we'll get out of this together yeah. like th- yeah we have the same mindset let's do this mm-hmm. and then that dude just walks up behind them and guns them down and then gets on the megaphone yeah. while one's screaming in agony as she's dying and yeah. just plays that over the valley yeah. like fucking brutal yeah. <laughs> brutal dude very fucking brutal the one like specifically i think the saddest fucking story mm-hmm. is the one from kawada who is the like weird kind of like kind of like the other strange mysterious kid yeah. that everybody thinks yeah. is like he he gets all these weapons he has no problem killing a little bit but for whatever reason he like takes these other two kids with him mm-hmm. and like uh like kind of protects them to some extent right yeah. and then he tells his story about how he was a winner of the last battle royale yeah and that um he had to do it 
based on the sacrifice of his girlfriend, right. which you find out, like, is this terrible tale that he tells where, like, they're the last two left, yeah. and she fires the first shot to kill him. Right. And in reaction, he at, he shoots her. Yeah. And she wanted that. Yeah. She wanted to die. Like, uh, she wanted but, like, him to live. It's nuts such a nuts fucking like, insane yeah. <laughs> and <he> concept. <laughs> he said that she smiled right before she died and said something. And he she said wa- thank you. He wanted to know what it meant, and so he was back to find that out. Yeah. Like, but I, there's what, shit like that where I'm just like, God damn, this brings us over just like a Well, back to like what you just said, film. though, like, I guess I kept, I'm sure there's an explanation for this, and it probably goes into more detail, like, in the book or something, but, yeah, why does he take a liking to these specific two people? Did they explain yeah. that? Uh, I think... They, they, they go into... The, the thing about the book is, like, the, the book just... The diff- it just spends a lot of time with with almost... not I'm not going to say all, all of the students, but a lot of the students, and spends whole chapters actually focusing just on their backstory. So what we got in the film were just snippets mm-hmm. of these really expanded upon stories. And, it, and yeah, it does help to kind of tell us as, as the reader why they are making the decisions they're making now based on previous stuff that has happened to them in the past. I, I do want to say that you never see Kawada shoot anybody that isn't trying to already kill someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that. that's what I took from it, is that, like, well, you never really actually see him shoot any at anybody unless... They're either trying to kill someone else or they're trying to kill him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what led me to believe, like, he recognized mm-hmm. that they were not killers. And it's just like, well, I, I, I saw I think, humanity. And I also I think don't he saw a little bit of him and his girlfriend's yeah, relationship in them as well. Mirror, that like definitely, a, yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Battle Royale. What is up? You me do what I バトルロワイヤルの正しい戦い方監修DRホース推進会。試合は学園3年B組の皆さん、こんにちは。はい、こんにちは。今日皆さんはコーンにも今年のバトルロワイヤルの対象クラスに選ばれました。おめでとうござい
in the action. It was more like who's the winner, and they're going to go eh, report on who's. That's the winner. also where I kind of disagree with. The, like you get that perception from that that girl who wins it, yeah. but like again, another another difference from this in the Hunger Games is like the winner of the Hunger Games is like instantly famous, right? Like that's like the thing. Right, is, like, she it's televised. Like yeah. she gets like a fucking government position or some <laughs> shit. Like and I think in the book, and this one they're just like, hey, you <clears> made <throat> it. Yeah. I want to. Uh, I want to say. Don't quote me because it's been a while since I've read the book. But I, I think in the book, like the winners are kind of like, kind of shoot away. But wait a second. Put on. Put back under the rug. That's like, the part. Never I, the part I don't understand is if Kanata won the game. Mm-hmm. Like, how come everyone doesn't know who he is? Right. So that's the thing that I think is a discrepancy. I don't know if it's necessarily f- like a public event type of a thing. Okay. And that's what I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out, is this something that is only known well, to a select few I adults also... that are aware of it? And like the kids are kept on the hush hush about it. Or if it's only the actual people who are in the government itself know about this. I it's also their took way it of as, dealing with it. I also took it as that girl who is smiling. That may have been like the first one? Well, no, because Kawada was, like was in number later. like two or three. That's what I'm saying. The girl, so the girl who, like, I'm saying that was like a flashback to the very first one, to where like it would have been like, oh, this is a big deal. Well, I thought they said this is the second, the second Hunger Games or this Hunger Games, the second Battle yeah. Royale winner. Oh, you really love this movie, huh? <laughs> I can't wait to hear you. Can't wait, you I can't wait to hear and you how, give it a five. Katniss, we're gonna rate this Katniss. How many Katnesses <laughs> are we gonna give this? How long was the Battle Royale thing going on? Did they say when it was in- all, initiated? All I kind of remembered was that the clip we saw I thought they made a reference to the second winner so okay. who knows so I'm like now I'm wondering <clears throat> if that that was like a new the story thing. was no, no no I'm saying like in the past when the game started they were televising it and then they realized how fucking terrible it was but they kept the program going yeah I think it, if anything it's probably it would probably go the path of the opposite okay right? Because okay. wouldn't you Wait. want no? Because wouldn't you want to show like the, the, my my belief behind this is is the reason they're doing this is to keep the kids in line. So you right. want to show right. this to the kids like, hey, if you fuck up, you could be if on you battle royale. Cut your teachers teacher's ass. <laughs> you will enforce him to retire because his ass no longer functions correctly. Well, that's the thing. I and that's you the thing. I think, the I think there. <laughs> I think there. I think that might royale. be the case. But again, I think this is a discrepancy of the film because even when. Um, the kids are on the bus at the beginning when they start seeing all the military transports, like a handful of them get really concerned. Yeah. Like the yeah. fuck like they is know going what's on? kind of like they know what could be going on. No. Like they knew they yeah, they knew that at least there was some reason to be concerned. Concerned, yeah. Yeah. Do you think unusual. the teacher knew that gets killed? No, no, I think he had no idea. He had no idea. That's why they killed him. Because he couldn't see the vision. He, he, found, he found it he so found out they, they say, got picked. They say we've contacted your parents and and told them I'm curious, like, so if this isn't a new thing, like, yeah, why wouldn't this be, like, such a well-known thing? Like, they contact people's parents, say you're in part of this battle royale, they've taken you, that you're probably not coming back alive, you know? Right. So it would be more well-known, I think, if that was the case. Exactly. I, that's why that makes me think this is, like, an underground experiment kind of thing that they're not really publicizing a lot. Like, maybe there is people reporting on it or whatever, and there's, like, these... You know, maybe this mm-hmm. is like the second run, so it's not really gotten out yet. You know, that well, this is it a has thing. to be at least number three or four because Kawada says yeah, that yeah. he was In a winner second. like mm-hmm. a year or two ago. And there's only one survivor, right? <coughs> yes. Yeah. That comes out of it. So there's only one person that the story could really stem from if it didn't come from the inside, the people that are actually right. a part of the. But then again, yeah, the press was there and stuff, yeah. so you'd think it was a well-known I, thing. I kind of wish I had gotten, been able to go back and kind of reread the book and see exactly how it's laid out. Because I think in the book, it's really just a televised kind of event. Mm. It's like a well-known event that was designed specifically to help get kids in line. Yeah. You know? Well, it seemed yeah. like that would be the I think only it just wasn't translated us. well for this Here's film. my thing. Why don't you just, when they're born, just throw those collars on them just from the get-go? Here you go. Dude, those Bl- fucking collars, man. You act out of line, we'll just zap you I, with the collar, blow your neck I up. Liked, I like the whole idea of the collars because it's it's more than like Genosha and shit where it's like, okay, you wear these, your powers have gone away. <laughs> what a great reference, well, by the way. It's the, Every time I think of collar, I think of Genosha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> X-Men, Chris. Anyways. Thanks. Uh... <laughs> Chris, the X Men are. It's a, it's a team of superheroes. It's more, it's more than that to get them powers. not to go to run away or anything like right. that, or when they fall out of line. It's to fucking keep the game moving, so then none right. of them just like fucking camp out in the house yeah. and just stay there and just wait for the whole thing to end. It's basically like, no, you got to move because we we'll fucking turn a goddamn zone on and you'll die. So don't think you're safe anywhere. 
Yeah, well, like, that's, that's you... like, it's like a handy, like, what is it? In gaming, they do this, right? Well, like, yeah. it's a <laughs> handicap? No, no, they do it in Battle Royale. They shrink the game zone in, oh, okay. in, in yeah, Battle Royale mode in video games. They shrink the game zone basically so that if you're on the outskirts, you have you're you're forced into other players mm-hmm. eventually to where you're going to have to. So be. it like yeah. it, it basically like it's like a catalyst for action. Yes. yes, like you have like they it keeps the game going. Yes, because yeah. uh, otherwise someone could just threats yeah. always there. Yeah, because otherwise someone could just hide out in a spot the whole right. time and you can never find them because you're on a whole island. Some people obviously, but if the do zone that, shrinks, though. if the zone shrinks, they have to keep within that zone, and so do the other players. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it, though, because like the you you brought up Chris, you just said, well, some people do camp out. Like, look at the lighthouse. Like, if you know, if the people who are running the thing were like, well, let's make this fucking interesting. Let's close off zones and actually force everyone to the lighthouse area and see what the fuck happens. Like, they could do that if That's they want true. to. That's or they true. could just be like, fuck it, lighthouse zone off. And then we'll, they'll just have to die. But yeah. if you want violence and action, then you actually try to corral everyone to the lighthouse, which I think is like the genius of the sickness of the design of this game. Totally. Yeah, I see that. Do you see it, Chris? I see it clearly. Glad you see it. I can see clearly now. Chris, Chris, did you get my X Men joke? Did you no. get my? Mike, I got it. I got it, Mike. Genosha. All right, guys. What do you say we rate this mammer jammer? Let's do it. All right, Kyle. What are we rating it? I'm gonna rate this movie Callers. All right. So how many mocking jays? <laughs> <laughs> how many catching fires? <laughs> how many catching fires are you gonna give it? Part Chris? two. Hmm? Copies of Catching Fire Part Two. Killer callers. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rate it collars. Collars, I like that. Uh, let's start with my Mike. Have we started with you recently? I don't. I don't. I feel like I never get to go first. Well, you go first. Yay! <laughs> so you seem excited about mood. it. Set That's why mood. we always pick you. Um, glad that I finally got to finish this. Uh, yeah, this is a really good film. Um, at its at its at the at the face of it, you think it's just gonna be some dumb gimmicky, like you know, like fucking foreign slaughter film or something like that just mm. like you know but what what's beneath it is actually like this really telling story about like human nature it's very much like kind of like lord of the fly situation right like they're trying to tell a deeper story about like kind of the evil that exists in everybody and people react differently and then you can tell who the good really good people are and who the really bad people are and i think added adding that all together it makes for a really great movie watching experience um I think I'm going to give this a four and a half. I think it's a really good film, man. I was very, uh, very impressed. Very impressed. Um, it can be slow. Maybe that's the only reason I'm giving it not perfect score. There are times, but otherwise, four and a half for me. I'll go next, and then we'll let Cryle finish it up. Cryle. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we give it eight. <laughs> Whoa, they can do that. Um, <laughs> So I was gonna come in at a five, but Kyle talked me out of it. I talked Ooh, you out yeah, of it. Kyle talked me out of it. Damn, I'm at a four point five. I'm right there with with Mike on this one. Um, this watch around, uh, I definitely caught more into the emotional and and human nature side of the storytelling in this film, which I absolutely love because it goes so deep in so many different directions. It's insane, and like the story, each one of them, I feel like you can connect a little bit to and can see yourself maybe in that situation, which also makes this film pretty terrifying at times. Um, so and like I the the part where I'll disagree with Mike is that I for man this is the first movie I can remember in so long that was two hours where it flew by, like honestly for me, uh, where I, I will dock it that half is is the Kyle bring up the goddamn point of like the where does it go with the media and is this somehow mm, play yeah. with it? I never I didn't didn't cross my my mind in this watch through and pointing that out I'm like yeah that is kind of a huge flaw that sticks out into the story of this of like what really um uh, is is the effect of this on on the population at large because i think that is a is a big point of this so i'll have to dock it half half of a half of a, a star for that but otherwise from that man this movie is awesome i recommend if you haven't seen it uh to watch it it's 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 really really good and it's one that you can watch i mean i i think i find something new every time i watch it so it that's always a good sign chris first part of cryo <laughs> i'm giving it um Four. Oh my god! Collars. They are going to give it an eight. They are going to give it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it four collars. Um, 
I I do have some issues with this movie. I think that there are parts that are slow. While it does, when the action gets going, that's when it gets fun. There's some parts that definitely drag, and I find myself kind of <laughs> checking out. Um, Check out on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that you know, for every for any negative thing that could be said, there's some really mastery to this film, and. It definitely influenced a ton of other things, and 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 um, the the other thing I'll criticize that we didn't really touch on is some of the effects. I I do enjoy the majority of them and think that they're fun, but there's some goddamn cheesy blood effects in some of these shots that look straight out of like any low budget indie film that I've seen, you know. So. That part is a little dated. I know it was early on, you know, but but yeah, there was some some of the blood effects were cheesy. Uh, oh, over nineteen ninety nine, I didn't dig. I didn't dig as deep into all of the characters. I feel like it's a lot of information to take it in. Is. So um, I didn't get quite as connected, maybe as as you guys did. But o- overall, still a super fun movie. Crazy, you know, entertaining, high action, all with young teenagers on an island and it's you know if you like the hunger games like this is gonna be like the adult version of that movie so i highly recommend it but i'm coming in four callers four callers chris says he likes the hunger games better all right (laughs) so make sure you guys get at him for that cop Uh, I'm coming in at a five on this one. I don't think that would be any bit of a surprise. Um, You know, this movie is, I got to say, this is um, one of the first films where I experienced the, what do you mean I can't just go rent this movie? What do you mean it's not released in America? And it's the first time that I encountered that concept, I think, as a movie watcher. Um, I, I, I agree with Cody. I think this movie is fun and it's energy. Um, but this watch through, man, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the attention to detail they pay, they played to all these characters, even how, uh, I, we, we pointed out there's like some characters at the beginning, like the first kid, like we don't get much on it, but the thing is the filmmaker does a really masterful, um, thing. And at the end they're showing this basketball game and it's showing all these kids as being friends and hanging out. And I almost feel like that kind of bookends these stories that maybe we didn't get a whole lot of depth to before, but we definitely saw what their connection was to each other. And seeing them as all friends and having fun and winning a, 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 a game of basketball was like, it made it more depressing that they instantly turned on each other when like, when, when like they were put against the wall to, to make a decision, you know? Um, yeah, I highly recommend you guys, anybody out there who hasn't seen this film, definitely check it out because after, I, I agree, uh, each time I've watched it, I've taken some, taken away something new, but there's just a really wonderfully crafted, like, personal story in this film. So, um, five from me. That's a nine from Kryle. It's a nine from Kryle. <laughs> All right, here, oh, I'm glad you brought up the basketball game real quick. I know we always do this shit, but yeah. this, this, I'm glad you brought it up because my favorite thing about that basketball game is, like, it's a highlight reel for everybody else but one kid. The one kid who runs up for a layup and misses. I know. <laughs> and and I, I, start laughing at I him. I fucking lost it. But also, too, I was like, well, who, what team are y'all cheerleading for? Are y'all wearing blue and red? I didn't really understand <laughs> that we're part. Just, we're just cheering for a good game. <laughs> cheering for a good game, yeah. Cody. I know, man. <laughs> they were. I also highly recommend, if anyone's interested, to go out and read the book because you get a lot more backstory and the book is wonderfully written. There you go. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. But before we go, we got a review to read. Woo! Shout out again. All right, Chris is pulling it up with Pull lightning it. of speed. Lightnings of speeds. I, got it, I already got it pulled up. Kyle's cool. got it pulled up. You couldn't wait. This review comes to us from, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, Skloot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're reading I'm so your- too, man. <laughs> I'm so too. <laughs> the title of the review. You sounded out all the letters. <laughs> I did. I heard his album's out next week. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, Skloon Dog. <laughs> dropping it, dropping it, EP. <laughs> Skloon Dog goes on to say, "Oh, he 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 gave us a title of Saturn Three, yeah. Snoop Dogg's cousin, Skloon yeah. Dog." And the five <laughs> five star review, and it says, "Waiting for this cult classic to be reviewed." So it's either reviewing well, Skloon Dogg's album or Saturn Three. You know well, let me tell you hey, something. Here's the thing: is Sorry. I will accept, I will accept 
a five star review as a request. I will do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. That's a great review. That's a great review. Well, Skloot Dog. Thank oh. you, Skloot Dog. Thank you for that five stars. You know what? I'll think about it. <laughs> no, Saturn, Saturn 3 is going to have to come up. I mean, that's that's a huge one. I don't even know what that is. What's you don't Saturn really? 3? You don't know that yeah, one? I don't know that one. Huge one, man. Huge one on the sci-fi list. <laughs> you, re- you, really, you really you really you really helped to expand upon the title. <laughs> where robots, huge one. Yeah. Robots in space. All I know is huge. Robots in space. I don't want to give it away. You got to watch the movie, my friend. Yeah, you literally gave nothing away. You gave me Spoiler nothing. <laughs> I said robots Sucks. in space. Robots in space, my friend. Robots in space. Got robots it. in got space. It. Got it. Skloot dog. Five stars. If you have a cool name like Skloot dog, go ahead and leave <laughs> us a review. We're really hoping that's it. If it's not, it is now. <laughs> if you would like a shout out at the end of the show, make sure you guys leave us a review. We will give you a shout out. And then what you need to do is follow us on social media. You can follow us at cultfilm underscore review on Twitter. You can follow us at cultfilm and review on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook as well and YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe there. Ring the bell. You'd better do that. Very metal like. Very metal like. Uh, and then when you're done with that, make sure you go and buy your tickets for September 13th to watch the burning with us, Colt Film and Review. Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. Holly Hunter, is she in that too? Yeah. He's in that as well. Holly Hunter. And Fisher uh, Stevens. Fisher Stevens. All the biggest stars. Not only that, Michael Salustio will be there signing headshots mm. of me. So make sure you guys <laughs> come out for that. It will be a really good time. I can guarantee it. And then, guys, after that, make sure you follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at coldfilm underscore Kyle. Then you can follow Chris. Ah! You can follow me at coldfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. That was weird. I know. <laughs> That's how yours felt to me. And you can follow Mike ah! at Mike Solicio on Twitter. Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join the cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.